0: and data and analytics. So if you were looking to upskill yourself or your team for just two and a half hours each week and get access to a network with our industry's giants through our live sessions, do check out the School of Marketing website for more deets. Already, for now, enjoy the show.
1: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Places We'll Go show. Fabulous to have you with us, and as ever, we've got a tremendous guest lined up. Very welcome, SJ, good morning. Morning, hello both. Fabulous to have you on the show so many many people will be very familiar with SJ but I'm going to do my best to do an intro of SJ's wonderful career. Actually I know you pretty well SJ I would say so you know we're on the, the board of the front foot um, for, um, for the Advertising Association together. Um, we're fellow Nottingham University graduates Yeah. and of course Saatchis um, who you work for. Uh, do all the creative work for derek Line and most recently One Church as well. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, and also, I remember very well you came in to talk to the extended marketing leadership at Direct Line. Oh, must have been about five or six years ago. And what a true inspiration you were there. Uh, shouldn't have been surprised. I knew you would be, uh, and that's because you've had a, a glittering career, as I know, uh, across Grey, TBWA, y I think eight years at Grey, and then last couple or so at Saatchi and Saatchi, and um, what, what I know you for is for your unadulterated positivity, um, but also uh, a great heart. And then you've been a very active campaigner in the diversity space, um, uh, driving force behind the Advertising Diversity Task Force. Uh, and I think you're just a wonderfully inspiring person. Fantastic to have you on the show. And uh, I'm interested to find out more. I feel like I know you, but I think there's more to come. I was very interested. I, I read an article a little while back where you asked the question, what advice would you give your younger self when you said you, you'd be a little kinder to yourself? So maybe we'll find out what the trials and tribulations have, have been uh, in terms of being SJ in your career. So fantastic to have you on the show.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. Hey, what? I'm really jealous, guys. I feel like, you know, just, I'm, I'm the, the odd one out in this. No, which you're in the crew. Hey. Sure. That's awesome. Thanks, SJ. Well, hey, look, let's kick off. Right. Um, what are your hopes for 2022?
2: Oh, gosh, I just hope that all the hard work and the crazy and the wildness of 2020 and 21 just finds a way of making 22 tremendous for everyone. We've all worked super hard. We deserve a good year and a big year and an enjoyable year.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting point about some of the enjoyment has come out. But, um, you know, you're still having some wins as an agency. So th- th- you must have been having some highs. What, what's what's yeah. been the exciting things? As 2022 emerges, what's coming back on stream for you?
2: I think, um, well, Depp, even, even even during the, the lockdowns and the crazy of 2020 and 2021, I think the awesomeness of our people has just been incredible. Their resilience, their creativity. Their, I mean, the fact we were producing ads in deep lockdown, like complex production shoots remotely within perhaps 10 days of lockdown. Just so, yeah, I think the um, the thing that's kept me just so buoyant and excited is that um, I think uh, certainly our certainly our people have been brilliant. Our industry has been brilliant. I think marketers have been so smart. And I've been really excited actually because I definitely have seen marketing, even in some ways find an even a more important role at the top table in organisations because I think brands have helped Uh, businesses navigate the last two years so all that momentum and all that um I think that authority to seeing that play out now when we have
0: when we are out of lockdown and we're able to really lean into what our brands can do and what our businesses can achieve. Sounds great SJ you know it's um you lead probably the most iconic advertising agency in the world it's I mean I'm sure it's such a privilege and I'm I'm phenomenally jealous of it Um, but I'd love to love to ask what do you think make Saatchi and Sachi a magical place.
2: Gosh, um, it's got an it's it's it is hardwired, literally hardwired with a with an audacity and an ambition and a swagger. I've never known an organisation like it, and that just brings so much of hardwired energy and belief and. And, and commitment. So if we set out to do something, we'll do it. So, um, yeah, that's probably the thing that I found most extraordinary about, about Saatchi and Saatchi. And I guess that comes from 50 years of breaking the rules and doing things differently. And being, being, being at the front and being famous doesn't mean you have to step up. So, yeah, I think it's, um, it's definitely a magical place to be and to work. And it's probably found another level in the last few years because it's really found its groove creatively like the and great work fixes most things in most businesses so the fact that the work has been getting better and better i think it's making it an extra special place to be isn't it nothing is impossible nothing is impossible very is. loud and proud on the <laughs> top of the building but that's really important because that can be a carrot or a stick can't it Nothing is impossible is a great like rallying cry let's go nothing's impossible guys and it has to be that side of nothing's impossible that we lean into not well, nothing's impossible, you need to get it done because that's just a bad, that's bad voodoo and that's not how we should be operating as a business. So yeah, it's the carrot of nothing is impossible that excites me.
1: Just, yeah. just as a step out, I i love the language you use, SJ. So you talked about the awesomeness and bad voodoo. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. that will keep keep coming through. Um, and and the work, yeah, the work, the work. Uh, obviously, we were delighted to get the Marketing Week Masters Grand Prix Award for the Direct Line campaign last oh. year. So that was, that was awesomeness in itself. What and a show!
2: No, we were, we we're allowed to
1: show off marketing. Sh- shared celebration routine. Yeah. You, you know. um, I'm ready, I'm ready. So, rule breaker, are you, are you a rule breaker?
2: Do you know what? I'm not a rule breaker. I'm really like, if you tell me to do something, I'll do it. I'm, I'm unbelievably unrule breaky as a person, which why I think I'm very good in this business because I'm pretty straight and we're going to do this and let's do it the right way. So, uh, I am surrounded by amazing rule breakers. Um, perhaps, I'm not, perhaps I'm doing myself a disservice. Perhaps I do break the rules. I think I'm breaking the rules in the industry probably around DNI and a refusal to accept the norm, so yeah, I'll take it back. I break the rules sometimes. I break the rules when that's inextricably linked to my values, perhaps.
0: Perhaps and, have perhaps and perhaps if there was any rules to break, perhaps those are the ones that are, you know, foremost in front of mind. That I think that's just some, some of the best rules too to, to be uh, to be shattering at this point in time. I actually want to ask, now, Saatchi, Saatchi's heritage clearly came from founders who themselves are migrants. Um, I mean, what role does that play in the organization? Does it still stick within the DNA?
2: yeah it's so i mean it's crazily important we we spend so much time talking to brands and businesses like what's true to you what's really in your brand dna and uh we turned 50 in 2020 um so a lot of navel gazing as you can imagine a lot of reflection um but we're also really keen that we were making it about how we face into the next 50 years not just celebrated the 50 years of of great work in the past so in digging deep we realized we need to, to really understand our foundations and I'm probably for the first time in a long time, we properly dug down on the history of the agency to understand who we were. Where does this awesomeness and audaciousness come from, this chutzpah. Um, And we spent time basically understanding Charles and Maurice Saatchi more, uh, the founding brothers. And yeah, I, it's, it was just extraordinary to realise that amongst the amongst the sort of grandiose of the of 80s advertising and the braces and Charlotte Street and all the I- iconic of the agency, that we we were born from Jewish Iraqi refugees who fled Iraq um, in the late 40s to, to escape persecution. And I think anyone who's been other, particularly anyone who's been other and been um, vilified or genuinely... Being fearful of their own progress, it just it just imbues you with an ambition and a drive to find a better way for yourself and for your family. So, yeah, it's um I feel very lucky that we have that story sort of in the walls of the building, and it definitely gave us like the integrity and the authority to step up when we decided to really find a way to put some petrol in the tank in 2020 and really really lean into into DNI. I mean, what better legacy than getting our DNI act together?
1: There's, there's quite a hairs on the back of the neck moment around the, the story of, uh, of how it happened back in the day. And, and obviously 50 years, sort of it's a bit unfortunate that it happened during pandemic, but maybe it was actually the perfect time to just sort of step on despite the context. But I want to, to go back in time a little bit and just understand your journey yesterday, specifically marketing and advertising, not necessarily the easiest industries to get into. I mean, that's what the whole school the school of marketing is all about. What was your, your path into the industry?
2: OK, well, I'm, I am delighted to now age myself because um, the way I got into the industry is I wrote 100 letters. So it was the email and the Internet was pretty embryonic when I graduated. And the best way to reach lots of agencies at once was a letter. So I moved to London without a job um, and really, really lucky because I had um, support for my mum and dad. And I had, a, I had like two jobs to pay my rent and all this stuff. But I wrote 100 letters. To 100 relatively small agencies, knowing that the milk round would take a year, and I you know, wanted to start working straight away from university, so I wrote 100 letters, and uh, I went to the library, got a big book called Elf, which still exists online, found 100 addresses, wrote to 100 agencies, and I think within a week I got a phone call saying an agency was hiring and would I like to come in for an interview? And uh, yeah, so I worked at a relatively small startup with about 20, 25 people. And learned the ropes and had a whale of a time. I like the best time. I was definitely breaking rules then. There was there was much mischief um, it, when my first two years of, of advertising. But I loved it. Learnt loads and yeah, I
0: felt like I had a very lucky break. Very quickly, all things considered. Go and then I'm going to do a litmus test here then, Sj. How many people have written to you in the last year asking for an opportunity?
2: Oh gosh, that's an amazing question. So few. So few. Isn't that insane? Mental. And yeah. the email is out there and it's so much easier now. And it's interesting actually because when people do write, they tend to write relatively sort of boilerplate. And and it's like, gosh, it takes a couple of minutes to look at the work or a couple of minutes to perhaps look at my way in, or what I'm passionate about. So um, or what the agencies are passionate about. So yeah, if anyone's listening, you've got to create the conditions, you've got to you've got to create the opportunities. So Find 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 ways to be noticed and find ways to ask and use LinkedIn brilliantly. Use these use use, use uh, uh, industry events
0: brilliantly. Um and just don't be afraid to ask. I think uh, you know, it's funny, uh, I, I have a similar, similar anecdote. So I, I spent a lot of time in the classroom, I, I gave up the professional marketing career and kind of went into marketing education a while ago. And at the start of of most semesters, I'll I'll sort of say, guys, look, there's a great opportunity ahead of you across the next 10 weeks. But what I wanna do is I wanna set a challenge up. And I really want you to think about someone who inspires you the most, someone who you think could give you sort of the next leg up or rung of your career, whether it's a learning, whether it's an opportunity, whatever that is. And I want you to reach out to them over the course of the next 10 weeks. And we will compare notes on week nine to then determine who's done the best and who's been able to forge the best relationships and connections. And genuinely, in all my eight years of doing that, I would honestly say that at the end of it, of a class of fifty to hundred, you probably have one or two at the end who ever come back and remember that moment. And I just find that's the biggest shame and waste of waste of that opportunity that you can get. Um, so
2: you're, uh, you're you're so you're so right. I hadn't really I hadn't really thought about it in all the conversations I have with people the importance of reminding them of like the power of networking and just it doesn't matter if they don't write back. At least you've tried. You're not. There, there, there are no downsides to to, to to reaching out. So, what about you two? How did you both? How did you both break in? So, Richie, what was your what was your journey?
0: Oh wow! Well, it was a um a bit of a topsy turvy one, really. I think there was a there was a uh, an inspiration moment, and then there was a trying to get in, which took a bit longer. But inspiration was um, I actually did a project at Cambridge where I went into rural India and was trying to um, help Tata AIG sell life insurance. And we we created a mobile phone strategy to to adopt to help these 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 people and villagers trying to overcome their skepticism. So that's what really sort of hooked me in. And then uh, a little bit sort of cross wires into Mark's world, really. Where uh, got back after that and back into HSBC where I had a grad grad job uh, and hated my first appointment. It was in commercial banking and I was about to quit the bank and then landed up in Mark's team and the rest is history. So um,
2: that's Ooh. that's my little
0: anecdote. In what about you, Mark?
1: Um, happy accident which is why I think I'd love more people to make a deliberate choice to get into marketing rather than it being happy accident now I was destined for a career in finance Um, did the sports president role at Nottingham University Uh, deferred that job for a year that job disappeared in a puff of smoke I was saved from a bad career in finance went back through the milk round joined Mars again because I didn't really know what I wanted to do and then I started working in marketing at 27 um, and loved it from the moment I did, did my first placement there but it was I didn't I didn't even really know what marketing was back in the day um didn't know anybody who worked in it didn't know what a wonderful career it could be and um, hence really you know happy to support Rich in the work the School of Marketing is doing in terms of helping more people to make a more deliberate decision. But anyway, I see what you did there, but back to you. Right? This okay. is about you. So, um, so, so the,
0: the big break. She's trying to make our life easier, you see. I know,
1: I know, I know. But, uh, what, what have been the big breaks, and 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 how have you manufactured those, if, if that's been the case?
2: Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, think I should be quite articulate on this, because I've done a couple of talks on what sort of, powered me forward um definitely working hard and that's not something that i'm like really proud of and it's great everyone needs to work crazy hours but in in truth i've worked hard to make sure that i am delivering and that's partly as a black woman i always do feel like i've always been representing in a room so i think i've doubled down um uh, yeah i think karen, karen blackett is very articulate she talks about if you're uh, if you're if you're black you're gonna have to work twice as hard if you're a woman you have to work twice as hard and so if you're a black woman you're probably going to work three times as hard and in it's, in it's true whether that's self-imposed or um uh, h- how the industry has worked but yeah i've worked hard i've um had high standards um for sure definitely really high standards and why you can't not because so much work goes into creating ads you want to make sure your cog what you're doing is a, is is exemplary and really helping power things forward um kindness is 1000% a superpower being kind just comes back a thousandfold. um it's it makes the day go faster it makes the projects go better it makes it means that you attract the right people to your team you keep the you keep great people so kindness that's so a working hard high values kindness and definitely finding my tribe having a crew within an organization and amongst my peers in the industry where I could go gosh I'm having the worst day ever should we go and grab a coffee or that thing that's happened feels really odd is 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 it me or is that an odd, odd meeting just having a sounding board and a support crew and cheerleaders both within any organization I've worked at but also again, because I'm old, over time, you sort of build, like, a, a, a crew of amazing people that you can phone up at any time and say, this just happened, or I need a favour, or, yeah, it, and it just, yeah, it's those four
0: things probably helped power me up to where I am today. Wow, what what, what some amazing insights there, SJ, and, you know, it, it actually saddened me when you talked about the need to work three times as hard um, on the basis of who we are and what we are, and um, and I, I feel like do we do we do we feel like making any progress in that in that respect, or do we feel like um, sort of a few steps back? I don't know. What, what's the what's your vibe on it?
2: I think well, it's I think it's, well, it's definitely getting easier because uh, we are surrounded by more progressive people. Bad behaviours are being squashed, and all and all those and all those great things. Um, in truth, there's a lot of societal. Behaviors and pressures that do mean you're more I I think more diverse, diverse talent tends to have more fragile confidence, imposter syndrome, comparison trap. These are all very real, real ways that people are impacted and affected. And it's not exclusive in any way to people from diverse backgrounds, but I do think there is a higher propensity. And confidence is, you know, I talk about kindness as a superpower confidence is also a superpower and when that confidence can be eroded or not um and means that you lean back and then perhaps don't say anything in a meeting or worry about xyz in a different way I think they all they all impact how you can how quickly you can progress to an organization which is why mentoring is so important all your tribe is so important because you need those people that can prop you up and remind you how good you are
1: yeah um, I've got a ton of questions but um about what you said but just to just want to do a little bit on the mentoring because it's so integral to S- SOM um what, what role has mentoring played and also you look, use the word tribe you just want to sort of expand a little bit what you mean by tribe but hopefully it sort of leads to the same place I'm interested to your view on mentoring
2: yeah so in terms of tribe and it's certainly definitely has been there's been some amazing times and some crazy times and I realized probably five or six years ago when the agency I was at was particularly volatile and there was a lot of politics and hate politics and there was just a group of us all being sent away on a coaching course which we're all hating the idea of we're really busy two days out of the office what's coaching I don't want it and we just bonded so brilliantly as a crew it just naturally just just stayed with us when we got back in the agency there was so there's a tribe of about six or seven fairly senior women within the agency that just could go dude you're amazing like what you just achieved is phenomenal or the, the crazy and the politics don't let it get to you because don't forget xyz so i think there was a genuine like it happens to be all women, but no way does it need to be any single sex group. But we just had each other's back and we were each other's support crew and we still are. And uh, one, of, one of the girls got promotion the other day. I was so pleased for her, so deserved. So I think having having that tribe is so important for support and confidence and propping up and reminders. And yeah, just personal cheerleaders. That's what that tribe is. And you have a laugh and all that good stuff as well.
0: S.J., I've got to say that um, I'm sort of sitting here reflecting on so many of the things you're saying. And I've actually got to pinch myself that I'm actually talking to the MD of Saatchi and Saatchi. I'm like, I, I feel it like it's a, it's a real privileged position sometimes that both me and Mark get to be and to talk to some amazing guests. I just really want to ask I mean, what is it like being the MD of Saatchi and Saatchi? Like, what, what, how does it feel like? What's the deal? The absolute irony that we've just been talking about imposter syndrome. When you're talking there, and I'm like, I'm not honestly not as good as you
2: think I am, like, because that's sort of where that's what the pocket I always tend to sit back in. So, yeah, I'm constantly having to course correct. And I also pinch myself that I'm. Finally, working at an agency my parents have heard of after twenty years of doing this. Um, but and the agency itself has disproportionate influence. If we yeah. do something as an agency, we have a chance to properly jump, whether it's within the industry or beyond. Sachi have done X, and it's like hmm, Sachi have done this. So that's something that I am so excited about: our ability to influence not just the industry. But Britain and beyond, I think, is one of the most unbelievable parts of our toolkit. So that's probably the real the real answer to why I'm excited for 22, our ability to influence.
1: Awesome. Um, SJ, you've mentioned your parents twice. Uh, so I just want to rewind a little bit and see if you can put your finger on where the kindness, the work ethic, the high standards, the dealing with imposter syndrome, all the things that have helped you to be successful. Can you Can you put your finger on what's the early origins of your path?
2: Um gosh, origins are so interesting, aren't they? And there is a reason why superhero origin films are so big, I guess. There is it's just something true in the nucleus of us as humans. How we're formed, um, how we're shaped, how 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 much by the time we're like seven or eight, that's the that's the future human. And so, yeah, my pet, I come from a big family. I'm one of five kids. My mom and dad are amazing. Um not, and neither of them went to university. Uh, my mum was a housewife. So it, it just, their, their ambition for me, but also there was no pressure. They were like, you know, you be whatever you want to be. And my brother is an IT consultant. My sister's a teacher. My brother, other brother's a farmer. My little brother drives a coach. Like as a crew, we are so different. But at the same time, two of us are adopted, but at the same time, the shared values is i think an amazingly powerful thing like, like yeah that value is just critical to who we are so um yeah i salute my mum and dad all the time i don't think i don't think they believe me when i say it but yeah they've absolutely been unbelievable sort of ethical north stars for me um yeah brilliantly brilliantly kind people
1: mm, lovely Um
0: uh, changing changing direction slightly um Saatchi and Saatchi is known for its creativity and that's you know one of the things that you guys excel in so I I'd love to love to know um do you think you're a creative person and perhaps what's your definition of creativity? Gosh yeah I de- yeah, definitely a creative person
2: um and that ability to to use my imagination and take lateral jumps and be able to t- navigate through to um accelerate through to a solution I, I, and, and to appreciate like just tangible creativity and enjoy the colors and the craft and the kerning and the detail of what we do. So definitely a creative person. I am surrounded by people who have perhaps got a billion times more creativity than me in some ways, but I do know I play an important part in us getting a creative product out. And uh, amongst, amongst the highs and lows, I think the fact that we get to work with amazing products and we have endpoints, like tangible things that come out the other end of a of a process. It just—it's amazing. It's n- I will never not get excited from seeing a treatment or a storyboard or a first edit or the first poster. I mean, yeah, all that stuff. So so lucky.
1: A new Churchill work to come, but anyway. Um... I mean,
2: Mark, I, that my friend—the yeah. beauty of post-production. Let's go. Yeah.
1: So. Um... You're in the office. I think we were just talking before. You've got the choice yeah. of rooms; it's not so populated <laughs> yet. So, as we, as we record have. this, we're really just re-emerging from from Plan B and in the UK. So, but agencies need that spark and that creativity and that flair. So, h- how has that worked through virtual work when you know when that even creative pairs working as pairs, sort of you know living in each other's pockets almost? How, how have you managed to navigate through that?
2: Yeah, well, I, as I said earlier, like uh, the the crew, the agency crew have been ridiculous. How they've how they have worked it through and navigated it, and and yeah, how they've worked in pairs because they used to be able to riff off each other. They so quickly worked out oh, actually we're going to make it happen. We're going to do it by Zoom. So those pairs have still worked. I think. Um, an ambition and a determination to get to the other side so there's constant like we've got we've got an ad to make we've got an activation to design we've got you know, just people's people's commitment to the cause onto the brief have has created momentum which is amazing um so people's own sort of self self self-powering up um as an agency we've tried we've tried hard to stay connected whether it's way more regular Um, agency meetings or how we've worked with department heads for them to spend more time as departments and honestly any time that agencies opened up leadership are in, heads of department are in and we are so encouraging of people coming into the agency so we're actually going to be moving to a 2 plus 2 plus 1 cadence uh, to give people structure because we want to empower people they've been amazing when they had to work from home that works better for them that's great but we work better together and critically, our young talent need to be surrounded by people like we need. We learn so much by osmosis. So uh, from Monday, it would be two plus two plus one. So at least two days a week in the agency, depending on your projects, depending on your team, whenever's best come in two days. But you're probably working from home, heads down, do what you need to do and then spend a day doing something different. Like if you usually work at your kitchen table, go and work in a coffee shop and surround yourself by other types of people, other types of, of, of um of the uk go and work in client's offices or go and work with your client so that that's the plan two plus two plus one two days in the office two days at home if you want and at least one day out and about still working still learning getting things done but um almost getting out of our agency bubble
0: it it feels um it, it it certainly feels like the the two and the two sound a little bit you know perhaps a formula that a lot of people are thinking of but the one sounds awfully unique, um, and I'd love just to dig down into that a little bit. Just kind of what, why? Why do you feel that's important to, to get out of the, the the agency bubble, as you call it?
2: Yeah. Well, what what we do day in day out is make work that has to work in the real world and has to work in modern Britain. We've got to much spend more time in it, and our clients, the, the geography of their offices, the work that they do, the people that work in there, by definition gives us a greater slice of modern Britain. Alternatively, if we can spend more time in central London or South London, wherever's best, working in a coffee shop, again, we're gonna see and feel and hear more of Britain. And perhaps it's once a month, you actually go and work in a a coffee shop at the National Portrait Gallery and use some of that time to be inspired by by awesome creativity of the past. So it's, 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 it's making sure we have the stimulus and the opportunity
0: to stay curious, yeah. I think, that fifth day. Yeah. Uh, you mind if I just jump in one, with one more uh, question here, because um, one of the big criticisms of our industry, in particular advertising, is that it tends to be very Southern in, in its ilk. And clearly there's a, the nucleus being very London-centric, as it were. Um, and all the, all the examples and anecdotes you mentioned were still very London-centric, given clearly where we're all based. But how do you think that could then shift in the future, given, you know, the need to serve and service consumers all around Britain, um, as opposed to just trying to be too London focused?
2: Yeah, well, we talk a lot about the talent crunch in our industry, and it's, it's, it's rubbish that there is a talent crunch, but it's brilliant because it means we're going to have to double down and find different corridors and pipelines for, for our talent. So um, I'm, I'm excited about the fact that we are finding new and brilliant ways to bring talent from outside London in or to base ourselves outside of london and i like all the salutes in the world and high fives to ali owens of the brixton finishing school and all the work she's done around ad academy all the work you guys are doing the school of marketing it's brilliant these are digital platforms that genuinely can go anywhere so i think we're doing a better job of reaching out to non-london talent what we need to do um in parallel is to do a much better job of making it on a practical level possible for those amazing kids or whoever it is to get into London and experience us. Um, and there are some great agencies doing great things. I'm super proud of the work we've done on Sachi Home, for example. It's one of our legacy 50th legacy uh, uh, initiatives, and that is working really hard with uh, the London Hostel Association in partnership. And we've got access to beautiful, like really lovely student accommodation style um, properties in central London. And we uh, have a preferential rate, which we then subsidize. And it allows us to genuinely make it possible for young people outside London to come in and live in London, experience working in an agency, and, and hopefully come and find permanent roles in our agency or in the industry. So again, it's a pointing creativity, and that was a really crazy solution to the fact that London's bloody expensive pointing creativity at diversity, we're going to come up with so many great solutions and initiatives. It's just finding the bandwidth to lean in and uh, apply that creativity, I think.
1: Sachi Home is a wonderful initiative. It's so clearly putting your money where your mouth is. Um, More generally, we've talked a little bit about diversity. You are an uh, advocate and campaigner. Ten years fast forward, what, what would you hope for in terms of where we're up to in this dni conversation it still feels like there's a long way to go where, where could we get to
2: we definitely have a long i think we're on honestly perhaps chapter one of our book or, on our progress or chapter two the industry's got a long way to go honestly in 10 years time i hope we're not having the conversation like we've got to we've we've got to find a way to accelerate out of this and make sure we're spending our time and energy doing other brilliant things diversity of our own organizations particularly for advertising with small businesses We can create change super quickly. Um, And so we need to be doubling down on on our efforts. I expect our agency to look and sound like London. Uh, That's a really critical um, KPI for us. We have no problem in most departments attracting amazing women. We've got to make sure we still have these amazing women at senior leadership levels, getting the balance there. There's another big thing, and then there's an overall metric About belonging. Increasingly, we have got to make sure people feel like they can belong and bring their true selves to work. And I I expect the agency world and marketing world, I do think you guys have got to catch up, the marketing world as well, to make sure that we find ways to look and sound more like the Britain in which we serve. Awesome.
0: God, can't, can't agree more with you, SJ, to be honest. I've just um, thrown in a little jibe about marketing organizations there, haven't
1: yeah, I? Yeah, we, we didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: Richie. <laughs> you're, bigger, you're bigger organizations, to be fair, but yeah, come on. Come on, marketing organizations. This is it, guys. That's the rallying cry. Catch up. Catch up marketing organizations there. Um, I think it leads very nicely on to sort of a little bit of your, just wanting to get a, a sense of your own personal ambition and perhaps what you want to leave as your mark and your legacy on the industry? Gosh, um, to to have genuinely
2: opened the biggest doors possible to amazing talent, all amazing talent, regardless of background. I, like it's a genuine, genuine meritocracy. Our industry, if you're creative and smart and lean in nothing should stop you being brilliant. You don't need to have a degree. It doesn't, shouldn't matter what your background is. So as long as we can get people in through the door and create conditions for success, I just love the fact you could take a kid from anywhere in the UK and make sure that they're successful. we just got to make sure that the doors are, are, are wide enough and the support network's there and they've got their tribes to keep powering them up.
1: Mm, great thought. And um, it won't, won't have all been a bed of roses. Uh, so... We always like to pick a little bit at some of the times that you've um had setbacks or failures just because everybody does and it's good to normalize that and not not get too hung up on the fact of it all and and the the learning opportunities so what have been some of the things where it didn't all go perfectly for you SJ?
2: yeah i mean gosh i do feel like i've had a pretty lucky bounce along the way uh to get me where i am but yeah there's been some awful times there was um I've only worked in about three and a half agencies as well, but um, I had a, a horrific, a torrid horrific time at one agency and I was being, I was bullied. I was bullied for, and you, you know, my default was to work harder. So I just worked harder. It wasn't, I didn't, I didn't talk to anyone about it. And I also didn't step out entirely and leave the job. I just got my head down and that was months of awfulness, absolute awfulness. And I think um, when I talk about the importance of finding your tribe, and just remind you, you're never on your own. So I think that was for me such an important learning, um, and I think the world's changed and shifted anyway. I think networks are now better. I think uh, things like Bloom UK, even if you're a junior within the within the industry world, or is an amazing community of people. But um, that was a that was a tough six months. I think just yeah, yeah dealing with, and it made it's made me so intolerant as a leader now. If I get a sniff of someone taking a. Taking that influence or power and 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 abusing it. So um tough times. I learned loads from it. I learned a lot about myself and I learned so much as a leader uh about what I would expect of anyone in my team. So yeah. Um, thank,
1: thank you for talking to that. That will no doubt be helping some people who are unfortunately facing a similar situation. Not you're not on your
2: own. Talk to somebody, talk to NABs, talk to whoever it is, and uh we're in an industry where we have lots of other job opportunities. So if it's really bad, just get out. You don't need to say that.
0: Amazing. Um, by the way, I loved your turn of phrase. You've had a lucky bounce. I think that's just beautiful. That's really, really great. Uh, talk about uh, sort of lucky bounces and that, that certainly alludes to bouncing around a little bit. Um, how has bouncing around, and you've worked in a number, like you say, three, three and a bit agencies, how has that actually helped uh, your career trajectory? Uh, and would you advise people kind of stepping outside of of you know uh one organization sort of for life kind of uh job in order to to get to where they want to go
2: yeah i mean staying curious is just is so important it's so important what the thing that will fuel you as a great marketeer which doesn't mean you need to change organisations and you can be a lifer and you'll still be brilliant, but make sure you're changing departments, changing roles, leaning into supplements, finding ways for change. And obviously organisations themselves can change. You can stay in one organisation, you can have five different leaders in 10 years. So, um, But change is important. So whether you stay in an organisation that's evolving and you're evolving yourself or you're moving around, I think, um, again, the industry has changed so much in the last few years in terms of our relationship with freelancers, our understanding of how long people want to work somewhere that you now, that no one looks at a CV now and goes, Oh gosh, they've jumped around a bit because to be honest, that probably means there's a curiosity and a hunger to, to, to learn more. I mean, I do think, I do think now when I look at CVs, when you look at someone who's only ever worked in an ad agency and I count myself there. um, And before taking the Saatchi job, one of the things I was looking at is the tech platforms. I think just sort of, Think slightly more laterally about career progression. I think is important. And uh, I'm mixing things up, and perhaps you do go client side for a couple of years, or go and work at a startup for a year. So just, yeah, um, f- finding different ways to be stimulated is important. I think as any as part of any career.
1: So just to boomerang, boomerang that one right back at you. <laughs> you talk about curiosity and learning. What, what have you yet to learn?
2: Oh my gosh! I mean, we need another podcast we need probably an hour and a half. I mean, this, the world is changing at, at pace. There is so much more, there's so much more to me, for me to learn about the where marketing is going and how the brilliance that data and tech and the massive shifts in production are taking us. So that's crazily exciting. Running a business um, and, and a, an evolving business, like an ad agency, crazy how much I've got to learn there. How to manage a new generation coming through who are so different from the generation that preceded them and making sure the new generation of talent can be as excited about the world of advertising and marketing as I have been. So, yeah,
0: there's a job to do for sure. I tell you what, on that note, I think it's a great place to pause and and to stop stop the conversation. I think we're, we're just about out of time here at SJ this morning. It's been absolutely inspirational, to be honest with you. Um, it's been so, so enjoyable to hear all your anecdotes, your thoughts, even your turn of phrases that are just incredible and just so creative in the way that you articulate them. So I think um, uh, on this note, let me pass over to Mark for some of your key takeaways, Mark, and then uh, we'll, we'll do a close. But I just want to say a massive thank you, SJ. It's just been a privilege oh, to, no. to have spent some time with you to listen to your journey and your advice, guidance, and, and uh, things that you've learned along the way. So thank you. Thanks, Richie. Pleasure.
2: Yeah, so
1: um, we, we always try and put a bit of a bow on the end of this to what, what the key takeouts. And um, I try and think of three kind of core themes. Um, and so here they are. The, the, the first one is passion for the work. Um, the influence that you can have on brands and on society. The excitement you have, you know, the, just shines through. So love love your passion, SJ. That's that's most obvious. Um, the, the second one is, the, is a kindness and an empathy to you. And the care you have, for sure, and most obviously in a diversity context, but more broadly, um, you mentioned bullying um, as, as, as one um, piece of this uh, story. Um, but just it shines through the, the fact that you care about people um, and want the best for them. You, you, you expect a lot, but I think you give a lot as well. Um, and then the final thing is, is your language. I, I mean, it's right from the beginning, awesomeness of people, hoax, bad voodoo, crew, tribe. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, it's such a lovely uplifting language and lexicon which i think links to your inherent positivity um so i just think that's been a real gift all of those things have been a real gift the whole thing has been lovely it's been fantastic to have you on hugely uplifting uh, just as we sort of meander through these these middle january times mid-january times um what, what a gift thank you so much and i know everybody listening in will benefit hugely from it so thank you for your time Esther
2: oh gosh thank you so much for having me been a lovely lovely morning